Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Blackhawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people He's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Tiffany, and I'm the pastor of Spiritual Formation. And joining me is co-host Chris Kopp, pastor of Brader Way. So, Chris, hey, how are you all? You know what? I have mixed feelings in this moment because as I look out the window, it's currently snowing, snowing. like the first major snowfall of the year. So my kids love it and I'm I'm still on the fence, but we're not here totally. to talk about me. So, But it's important. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people are going to be feeling the same way yeah. you are. So. Yeah. Totally. Oh, that's fun. Um, well, I'm glad that's just not really sticking very much, at least right now. So it feels like you get to enjoy the beauty, but then you don't have to shovel yet. So That's true. I'm not ready. Yep. I actually, we just finished raking our leaves last night in the dark. Um, and so just in time to shovel. It's fine, right? I may or may not have been uh, ordering oil for my snowblower. I'm like, oh, shoot. It's like, supposed to snow <laughs> three inches. I like try to use that thing as much as possible oh, so yeah. I don't have to shovel but it's not ready yet. I got to oh. change the oil. So there you go. So, We're both like last yeah, minute. Yeah, last like minute. The, the prep for stuff. So. <laughs> totally. Oh, all right. All right. Well, joining us today is Charles Yu. Hello, Charles. How are you? Hi, Tiffany. Hi, thanks, Chris. Thanks for joining us hey, today. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, this is great. Um, well, this week, uh, this past Sunday, Charles introduced kind of a new way of thinking about prayer that maybe some of us haven't really thought of before. So today we're just going to be digging a little bit deeper into that, as well as talking about um, just the spiritual practice of prayer a little bit more in general. So so Charles, can to start us off, can you remind us, where are we at in the Live This Book series? Okay. So the whole, the biggest key of the Live This Book is the Bible is a story. And if you keep in mind everything that happened before, everything else that follows actually makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And so if we start with, you know, the God's creation of the world and creating a, a beautiful plan with, with a world which for humans to be as children, to run the world, and the humans rebelling against it, that Genesis 1 through 11, those stories right there, they set up the problem. And then Genesis 12 begins the solution. So mm-hmm. we're in that section right now where mm-hmm. God's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose a people. Mm-hmm. And these people are, are the key for me to, to use to woo the rebellious world back to me. I'm going to show you. This people is going to show what it looks like when a, when a, when a, when a people, when individuals, when families, they all live in a community where they love God. They love each other. God knows them. God loves them. And they're mm-hmm. living by God's values. And the world's going to go, whoa, okay, that's how it works, mm-hmm. right? And so now we're getting into then, what does this people look like? Mm-hmm. And so last week we had, you know, people of the covenant. Uh, so the week before, sorry, people of the covenant. Uh, Pastor Matt talked about that. And this past week is prayer. Mm-hmm. And and so the, the I think the one key thing takeaway from that's kind of from the sermon is there is something that I call partnership prayer. Mm-hmm which is what's going on in Genesis 18 with Abraham and God. There's prayers in which you're not praising, you're not confessing, you're not giving thanks, you're not asking for things. Mm. You're like, I'm a partner with you, right? Mm. I have questions. Mm. I have thoughts. Do my thoughts, do my desires Mm. play any role Mm. in the accomplishing of this mission? Mm. And I think the amazing thing is God's saying is, Mm. yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So cool. Um, Okay, so this partnership prayer, uh, this is a new a new idea. I'm trying to think, you know, as I reflect on my own life, you know, maybe as you're, I've never thought of prayer that 
that way, you know, but maybe as I look back, I can kind of identify spaces where I'm like, oh yeah, I think, I think, I think that we, we and God did that, you know, I to <laughs> that. But, but right. For so many people, it is new. So can you maybe tell us a little bit more about, um, a little bit more about it. So where else do you see this in scripture or, or how has it changed the way you pray and the way that you, you and God interact together? Right, right. And, and you know, this is like people always say, oh, pastors, you know, they, they, they have all these great prayer life. I started off like hating prayer because mm-hmm. I listen to people pray and they have really, really nice, big, pretty phrases. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I can't do that. Uh, yeah. And at prayer, I thought it was just mouthing of words, mm-hmm. repeating words. Mm-hmm. And then I had this really bad experience once because I, you know, I, you know, there's kind of a high school camp where you could ask questions, and I wrote a little question like, I don't feel like praying because I feel like I'm talking to nobody. There's nobody oh, in the room, yeah, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Praying, if you think about it, is a weird thing to yep. do. Yep. You're sitting there, either either thinking thoughts or you're saying things, and you're assuming that somebody you can't see or hear or mm-hmm. touch is actually present. Mm-hmm. So I sent that question in, and 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 and, and I, I can't remember the detail what the, what the what the pastor said, but was was who kind of made fun of the whole thing? And I I, I said I'm never talking again in this mm. church. I'm never mm. asking a single question wow. that reveals any weakness ever, 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 ever. Wow, wow. Um, I didn't really figure out prayer until college, mm. and I was just reading this really, really nice um, part of C.S. Lewis's a Screwtail Letter, and it got me thinking, which is, and I'm now you guys are in the room with me right now, right? Yeah. If I close my eyes, are you there? Mm. I can't see you. Mm. I can't touch you. I can't mm. hear you. And yet I'm still talking to you all. In fact, I'm talking to people on listening to this podcast. Yeah. I don't see you. I don't hear you. I mm. can't touch you. And yet I'm assuming I'm talking mm. to somebody. Mm. Theoretically, they're, they're actually, they're <laughs> well, it actually might just be us talking to ourselves, right? But yeah. at least the two of you are here, yeah. right? So I'm talking to the two absolutely. of you, right? Yeah. Sorry, that didn't mean is, to interrupt the metaphor. That is happening. No, no, absolutely. That is happening. And so all of a sudden, that changed my understanding. Oh, yeah, yeah. prayer doesn't depend on a sense of the, the presence mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. even though sometimes there is a presence of God. Yeah. And so for me, that was a, that was a big moment. Wow. Um, but in terms of growth, in terms of that kind of partnership prayer, that came from reading the Bible. Because I, especially reading the Old Testament. Yeah. Because you read the Old Testament, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Look at Abraham. Abraham's the first one. I mean, he's really the people of God. Genesis 18 was the starting point for me, the the passage I shared on Sunday. Mm. Because it's like, really? That's how you talk to God? Mm. Can it? Can that be right? Mm. And then you keep going and you see the different prayers that people do. Mm -hmm. Right? You, You see the kind of prayer that Moses have with God. You're like, whoa. Yeah. He flat out disagrees with God. Mm. He chal- he threatens God. Like, if you don't go with us, we're not leaving. You know, <laughs> he, he does things. We're like, whoa. Right? Jeremiah's like, I am, you know, please kill me. I'm so sick of this. Mm. Uh, Elijah's like, I'm quitting. Mm. God, I don't do this anymore. Mm. Uh, Jonah commits suicide to avoid mm. his mission. Mm. So mm. it's like, or tries to commit suicide. Mm. It's, like, it's like, wow. Yeah. Um, you see... People in the Old Testament with intimate, dynamic relationship with God in which they care deeply about the mission, but they have their own ideas. And God gives them the space to disagree, to challenge him, because he's looking for partners. Mm. He's looking for beyond servants. Mm. I think that's the key. And there's that great passage in John that I mentioned on Sunday, which is Jesus says, you're not servants anymore. You're my friends. Yeah. Your elevation. So so we all think, oh, we need to obey God, obey God, obey God. God wants more than obedience. Mm. He wants obedience. He mm. wants more than that. Yeah. He wants you to own the mission. And I just kind of a different mm. way to seeing things. Yeah. As, as I started reading those, I started to look at prayers in the Bible differently. And for example, if you look at the Lord's Prayer, I didn't get a chance to talk about that on Sunday, but it begins with a partner prayer. Mm. 
Hallowed be your name. God, make your name holy. Make it distinct. And may your kingdom come. Let the mission come about. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a partnership prayer. Yeah. That's not praise. That's not worthy. It's not confession. It's not thanksgiving. It's not mm-hmm. asking for anything. Mm-hmm. It really is, I want, your mission, I want mm-hmm. this mission to work. Mm-hmm. You and I are, are seeing eye to eye on this mission. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's I just so kind, of, kind of a, yeah. So good. That's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I feel like I've heard so much, so many talks and books about prayer and that kind of thing. But when we started where we started, like you just gave that summary of starting with creation and then God made us to to reign with him and to rule with him and all these things, but then things got corrupted. And now we're looking at prayer in the context of that. And you keep repeating this phrase like um, throughout this series that um, we're, we're trying to image God. We're trying to be on mission with him, all these different sorts of things. And so and now we come to the topic of prayer and it's like, well, yeah, why, why wouldn't that change how we view prayer when we're viewing it in context of the story and not in isolation or not in a vacuum? So I just, again, I love that we're mm-hmm. doing like this 10 months of going through this story mm-hmm. because it changes mm-hmm. so many different things. We've already seen that in other ways too, but it changes how we view different topics that when we just study them in isolation in a book, mm-hmm. um, it's going to come across a lot differently than in context with like, okay, how, how is God forming a people right. for his mission to redeem his world? And then how does prayer fit into that it change yeah. it should change how we view it so i love that we're coming at it in that way absolutely and, and the fascinating thing is you know when we start the story that the first major theme with 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 god and abraham isn't about abraham's sin and need for forgiveness yeah. he, he is a sinner he needs to be forgiven mm-hmm. but the big major theme is covenant mm-hmm. we're in this covenantal relationship on a mission to bless the world how do partners talk to each other mm-hmm. That's the question. I think, mm-hmm. I think once you start thinking that way, that puts us into the right posture to talk to God. Mm-hmm. The problem I think we have is we struggle mm-hmm. with being, we see ourselves as too lowly. Mm-hmm. And I know that's weird. I, I know we're talking about human pride and humans and all sure, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's finding the right pitch, <clears> right? Because <throat> this world says we're gods and we, 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 we elevate ourselves as mm-hmm. gods and that's a problem. But if, if as Christ followers, we, we put ourselves too lowly. Mm-hmm. And God's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, snap out of that. Yeah. I want you to more than obey me. Mm-hmm. I want you to more than obey a bunch of rules and follow the ethics. I want you to own this mission. Mm-hmm. I want you to come alive mm-hmm. as my sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. We, we have to work at this together. Mm-hmm. And then we can argue about things because I would love to have an argument mm-hmm. about this because I, I think I'm right. <laughs> but I want, you to, I want you to own it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you space yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to work things out. I'm going to yeah. give you space where you get to influence things. Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of father I am. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit, even of my relationship with my dad, as, as we think about examples, isn't it, right? I think about my dad. We, he loves to get me to argue with him, right? Like about, about so many things. He, he wants me to, you know, he'll, he'll say, well, here's what's going on. How are we going to fix it? You know, and I just remember growing up feeling so empowered, right? Because it would have been easy to be like, well, you're my dad. Like you figure it out. Or you're my dad. You know so much more than me. You like tell me what to do, right? But that's not like he never treated us like mm. that, right? He's, yeah. It's always inviting us into, hey, your voice matters. Hey, what do you think? Hey, let's, you know, let's solve this together. And so as I think about partnership prayer in some ways uh, is kind of a helpful a helpful um, illustration for me to think about in the way yeah. that I interact with uh, Unless you ask questions and push, yep. you don't own it. Yeah. It needs to be internalized. Mm-hmm. The gospel needs to be internalized. The mm-hmm. mission needs to be internalized. It needs to become like, oh, I want this. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and, and the thing is, you need to be able to then articulate the mission in your mm-hmm. own terms. Mm-hmm. It just has to happen. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. it's always I'm doing somebody else's work. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm doing it because God wants it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just making him happy. Mm -hmm. I think God says, man, this is such a good thing. I want you to make yourself happy. Mm. Like that you, that, that if this mission is accomplished, you're happy with it. You're excited about it. You're thrilled with it. And that's... What an invitation. What an invitation. What a different way of living our lives and seeing our lives, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good. Well, I mean, as I think about prayer in general, um, Charles, I think this pushes up against maybe a couple different, uh, a couple different things, the way that often we, we view prayer, right? So I think there's kind of two different camps. One being that prayer changes me, like it doesn't change things, right? It changes, like God uses it to change me and to get me on board. Um, I think that's a, a pretty common a common view. But there's also this other view, right, that's like, well, actually, my prayer changes how God works, right? So, so if I don't pray, things might happen a different way than if I do pray. And so talk to me about that. Like, how do you respond to kind of those two different camps? Oh, good question. Um, so first of all, I, mean, I think this is one of those things where you can do both end. Because mm-hmm. absolutely, prayers change, prayer changes you. I mean, the whole idea is that if you're having a partner prayer with God and you're having conversations, um, those conversations, God's going to tell you things and communicate with you in ways. And, and even in your own questioning and your own proposing of solutions to God, solutions in, you know, in air quotes, uh, you're, you, become, you become owners of the mission. Mm-hmm. You buy in. So absolutely, there, there is transformation. There's actually change in you. But... The second camp people, um, they're also right. Because the Bible is really clear on this. The Bible makes it crystal clear that prayer changes things. God does things differently. I mean, so I know that there is a kind of a theology that says, well, God knows what we're going to say. God knows has everything planned out already. Therefore, prayer doesn't do a thing. Okay. That's not what Jesus says. Mm. Jesus says, God knows what you're going to pray. Therefore, pray. Mm. Very interesting mm, theology, mm. right? It, it, the idea that God's foreknowledge for us says that means praying doesn't make a difference. Whereas for Jesus, that actually means you should pray more. So something's wrong with our understanding of foreknowledge. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't know yep. exactly what it is. And I'm, yep. I'm not a systematic theologist, theologian who's going to go and work that out. All I'm saying is that the, the, the application in the Bible is pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as we look at partnership prayer, I mean, it's very easy to think about how God invites Abraham to speak into the situation. Mm. And I'm wondering whether he changed his plan based on Abraham's suggestions mm. Mm. as part of the plan to grow Abraham. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right? So right. this is where, you know, if, you, if, I'm, you know I'm, I'm, if I'm a good teacher and I'm inviting some young people coming to work on a project with me, mm. I wouldn't just want to tell them what to do and they just do everything I say because I think that, that doesn't help them grow. Yeah. So I give space for them to be creative. I give them space to leave their mark mm. and they grow into it. Mm. I think God's that kind of a mm. father. He's mm. like, I want my kids to grow. I'm going to give them space for them to put their stamp, if you will, put their signature on something. So yeah, mm. God absolutely allows us to change mm. certain things. Mm. Now, I don't think everything. Mm-hmm. But, but we don't know what the things he allows us to change or what he doesn't change. So we don't know what they we are. We go after it all. We go yes. after it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even as you're talking, I think of that's an interesting thought. Like, does God change certain ways that he might go about accomplishing his mission or doing things because of of Abraham's prayers? I mean, you don't you jump ahead not too many chapters um, from where Matt was with with Genesis 15 to Genesis 18, where Abraham's praying for 
for Lot and Sodom, right? Of like, well, if there's 50 people, will you relent and not bring this disaster? And then are there, if there's 25 and he keeps working, kind of mm-hmm. working God That's down, do. right? Yes, yes. <laughs> but, and so, yeah, I don't know how all of that works, but like, I, I think there's a, a part of God who desires to show mercy and, and give blessing and that kind of thing. But there's also an interaction there. There's a partnership again with, mm-hmm. with Abraham praying for some of those things to happen and, and God. So I don't know if he changes his mind or how all of that works, but there's yeah. some sort of like interesting dialogue or partnership mm-hmm. back and forth that happens as as they interact about this plan that is, is taking place in mm-hmm. Genesis 18. So I well, just well, thought of that one as you were talking. But yeah, I mean, I mean it's clear. That, I mean, Abraham is trying to clarify who God is. I mean, he, he's yeah. definitely, I mean, I, you know, I think I mentioned this in the sermon. He he's definitely cares about Lot. There's, there's a lot that's yeah. motivating. This is a lot that's motivating. Huh? <laughs> um, lot is motivating some of this, this talk. But his prayer isn't, oh, no, my nephew Lot's in Sodom. God, mm-hmm. save him. Mm-hmm. That wasn't what Abraham says. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that would be our prayer. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, my mother, my sister, my whatever, my family. I have people I care about in that place. God, please save them. Can you take care of them? That's, that's how we do. We do supplication prayers. Mm-hmm. Abraham goes into a partnership prayer. He doesn't talk about Lot. He says, huh, you're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. What is your basis for doing mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what about righteous for the wicked? Mm. He's trying to figure, I mean, his relationship with God is kind of new, yeah. right? He hasn't, yeah. he doesn't have the rest of the Bible, by the way, okay? <laughs> like, this is, we're, we're 12 chapters. He's cha- forging new chapters. territory for all of us. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's like, huh, God, you're a just God, right? You're a judge, you're fair. Mm. How exactly do you work, mm. right? Mm. And you're pushing, and I mean, today, look, you got people today who have all kinds of questions about yeah. the Bible. Yeah. And you think, well, God's saying this. Do I believe that? Yeah. Wouldn't that cause these kind of problems? You, you should have concerns. And God wants you to have those concerns mm. because then you're thinking mm. alongside him about yeah. the mission. Yeah. And he wants you to dive in deeper. When you mm. dive in deeper, you go, he's going to say, I'm going to show you some things. And then maybe even a little bit where you go, oh, you get to influence me a little bit. Mm. And we get to talk back and forth. And, and as you f- go into this process of back and forth with God, yeah. you buy in. It builds, mm. yeah. yeah. And it builds a relationship. It builds the trust. It builds the dependence, right? Yes. Like yes. you yeah. begin to realize yeah, this God isn't just an invisible God that is not actually not even there, right? But that mm-hmm. God is there and cares and yeah. is interacting yeah. with us. And this relationship does not depend on whatever you say, God. Yeah. Because that's actually a hard relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you've been in rooms where yeah. like, we're going to try to do something and everybody's like, well, just tell us what to do. Yeah. That's a frustrating room to be yeah. in. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yes. Well, I love that story and what you just said about it because it gives us permission to to wrestle through those things. with. I mean, like you just said, like how many of us haven't wrestled through something in scripture or a, a theological thing that well, I, I guess we're like supposed to believe, but like, man, do I really believe that about who God is and his, and his character? Mm-hmm. I, I think there are so many people, de- like that's my story definitely yeah. at times throughout yeah. the last few years of, of even like, what do I do with the cross? Like, what do I believe of like, of how that all makes sense, given what I believe to be God's character and nature and all of those different things. But it gives me permission to enter in and to have that dialogue and that conversation um, with, with God. And so, yeah, I, I love that there's this, this story and there's this invitation to do mm-hmm. that. But, yeah. And it makes you think about the way that we grow, right? You think about maybe the way when you are a new Christ follower, 
some of the prayers you prayed and some of the things that God did in your life and responded to, right? I'm just even thinking back in my own life. Wow, like so kind and so good. But God doesn't always respond to me now, 25 years later, however many years I've been following Jesus. He doesn't respond in the same no, way, right? And you just no. look back at those, like what I call them, like the Ebenezer moments, right? Where you knew like God show up in like ways that you're like, that sounds, that sounds so weird. I'm not even going to like say it out loud. But um, but you just know that you know. And it was just, you know, And but God's not going to respond that same way now no. um, because because we're beyond that. And, but, you know, so you just, I, mm. I don't know, I challenge all of us to think back over, you know, over those, over the times of how is that, has our prayer life changed? How has God showed up in different ways? And, you know, sometimes you long for God to show up in the same ways that you did when you were like a new little baby Christian. But, um, but that's not, but. That's not how he works with us. It's a changing, yeah. ever-growing relationship. It's comfortable to be the baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, like I said in the sermon, um, being the youngest child means there's other people taking care of business mm-hmm. in the family. And yeah. we kind of want that. We want to want to let pastors do that, mm-hmm. or the priests do that, the saints do that. Mm-hmm. You know, Abraham, David, you got some people like that. Like, that's them. That's not us. Yeah. We're, we're, the, we're the kiddies. We're the, mm-hmm. we're the ones who are like, yeah, this is fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and. Because we want a God who's going to be close enough to take mm-hmm. care of us, mm-hmm. but not so close that I have to think about it very much. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of the, you know, the Goldilocks mm-hmm. relationship with God yeah. that, that the Bible says, no, 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 I, I, mm-hmm. I want more. I want more. I want more for my mm-hmm. children. So. so good. Awesome. Well, anything else to add you guys think about at our end of our time here? I'll just say good job. We were joking, Tiffany and I, with you beforehand. <laughs> you told us a couple Sundays ago, like, you you need to hear this message on prayer. It's going to, like, be different than anything you've heard before. And I was like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love you, Charles, but, like, it's something I've never heard before. But I think legitimately, like, this mm-hmm. is a way I've never thought yeah. about prayer. So well done. You delivered and, and mm-hmm. a lot to think about as we uh, continue to just dwell on the message yeah. that you gave. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I, I was reflecting even because uh, I'm in the story of scripture course with you, Charles, on Sunday evenings. I just wrapped up part one. And I just I feel like I kind of went into this maybe this year in that course thinking, I don't really know if I'm going to learn much. Right. I mean, just being all the books I've read or, you know, class I've had. But I am learning so much. And I've just been hearing that from so many people that, man, I've been following Jesus for a long time and reading the Bible for a long time. And I'm like, it's things are opening up to me in a new way. And so thanks for all of your I know, leadership and influence in that as you're kind of helping to craft this. So mm-hmm. super thanks. good. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thanks, everyone, all of you for listening and for tuning in each week. Uh, just a reminder, we'd love to hear any questions that you might have, any feedback for future episodes. Uh, Chris and I are continuing to just dream and imagine what even next semester might look like. And so I uh, would love any input that you have. You can email podcast at blackhawkchurch.org or just grab Chris and I on a Sunday and, and let us know what you're thinking. All right. Well, y'all be sure to join us next week. Um, I am not quite sure what we are talking about. Let's redo that one. <laughs> no, this is great. They need to see behind okay, the scenes. This is, I don't know what we're doing. Sometimes this is where we we're plan at. like four weeks in advance, and sometimes we hope it comes together. So there you go. <laughs> so who knows? We're all going to discover together what next week. <laughs> there you so go. you guys. Sounds good. I uh, love you guys. Hope you have a great week.